1: Rachel O'Brien Eddy.
2: Welcome to Infinite Success Radio. I am your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. I am so excited to be bringing you a very special guest today. We are going to have an absolutely incredible show for you. We're talking about turning tragedy into triumph. And, you know, we all face obstacles in our life. We really do. We have things that happen to us, sometimes really bad things that happen to us or to a family member. And it's really a matter of what you you do when those things happen. And so today we're going to be talking about how you can respond and turn a difficult situation into something really incredible. And that's exactly what my guest has done. So I'm really excited to have her on the show today. You know, one of the things I always like to ask people is when when bad things happen, Do you believe that you have no choice, or do you believe that you can turn it into something great? I'm a huge believer that we can always turn a bad situation into something positive. In fact, I've done that in my life over and over again. I, uh, you know, my, my oldest son actually has a visual impairment, and when we first found out, it was devastating. He was actually legally blind in one of his eyes, and I remember feeling so helpless as a parent because there wasn't a whole lot that I could really do. But we were able to take that situation and turn it into something positive. And actually, I teach and train about that inside my infinite success system. And I share that story with audiences as well. So again, you can take any challenge and turn it into something great. And that's really what our show is about today. How do you turn that tragedy into triumph? So today we're going to discuss how one family turned their tragedy into triumph and how you can too. My very special guest, Christy Kiefer of Cooper's Cause is going to be joining me today and she just has such amazing wisdom to share with you guys. So make sure that you stick around through the entire show. We're going to bring you such great wisdom. You do not want to miss anything. And as always, if you have questions or you have ideas for future shows, we would love to hear from you you, so make sure that you send me an email at radio at connectwithrachel.com. I reply to all of my emails, so feel free to email me there, and I will definitely share your ideas, and if you have a, a guest that you'd like to hear from, let me know that as well because we're always about bringing you a ton of value every single show. Our focus here is to encourage, inspire, and empower you to achieve that higher level of success in your business and in in your life. So without further delay, let's go ahead and bring on my very special guest, Christy Kiefer of Cooper's Cause. Christy, are you with me? I am. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to share with us some of the ways that you've really been able to turn your own tragedies into triumph. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your background.
3: You know, I, I'm just your average American, and I was married in, when I turned 30, and we didn't even really want to start a family, and we were having a pretty good time, just the two of us, and, um, yep.
2: go ahead. Oh, I was just, I was agreeing with you. I can understand.
3: (laughs) Um, So, you know, life takes different turns, though, and we had our first daughter in um, 2005, and it was amazing, and there was nothing more you can say about that. Becoming a parent is something I don't think anyone can understand until they have, and we then, in 2007, gave birth to our second child, which was our son, Cooper. And he was born with multiple heart defects, um, which presented great challenges. Um, There is no part of it, I feel, is a tragedy. He's been amazing to our family. And that's really when our story really began.
2: Absolutely. So what did you do when you first found out that, that you were going to have a child that, that had some very, very serious medical issues? Um, what was that like? What was it like when you found out and how did you, how did you kind of get through that initial shock?
3: Sure. and I was fortunate. I found out when I was only four months pregnant and they diagnosed his rare heart defects. To a T, all three of them. Wow. So we were aware of what we were we were dealing with. And at first, I cried a lot. <laughs> and it, it, you know, it's, it's a lot to understand. There was so many things that were left to be determined. And his outcome, like I said, his heart defect is slightly rare. So there wasn't a lot of information out there and that was necessarily positive all the time. Sure. And, but we had some time to understand it. I spent probably the rest of my pregnancy, researching um, what the the defect meant, what could go along with it, what our best avenues for treatment were. And I was surrounded by amazing, amazing medical staff and friends. So that helped a lot too. Wow.
2: That is incredible. What would you say was maybe the biggest thing that kind of just kept you going? I mean, you said that you were doing a lot of research and really, and doing your due diligence, which most of us do as parents. I mean, we want to find all the information that we can so that we can really help our kids through anything. What do you think was the biggest, um, I'm trying to think of the word even, just the biggest aspect of this journey that really kept you going on those days when you just You know, you you were crying and you felt so bad and and probably overwhelmed, I would assume. What really kept you going?
3: Very overwhelmed. And like I said, it was a lot to understand before we even began to fully embrace what we were going to deal with. And easily, I can say what kept me going and what drove me was my daughter. Um, And you're going to make me cry. You know that through this Uh segment. (laughs) Um, You know, she was amazing. There is nothing you can say... um, you know what it's like to be a parent already, so you knew that. I, you know, I, I knew that I was the one that was going to have to advocate for him, and I needed to have a good understanding of what was going to be best for him. And as I researched, and um, you know, I found that heart defects are very common, and. Um, You know, the the difficulty of the defect differs greatly, but they're common, and there was a lot of information out there, and the more I knew about it, the better I felt about it, even when the things I found out weren't necessarily positive. It was just the the strength of knowledge is amazing. So um, I just wanted, when he was born, I wanted to have as much knowledge and already know as much as I possibly could before he arrived so I could take care of him better.
2: Absolutely. You know, I found that with my son, Matthew, as well, that when we found out about his visual impairment, I, I did the same thing you did. I did my due diligence. I got out there and really searched for answers. And I found it to be really frustrating because I, like you, would find a lot of different information and sometimes they kind of contradicted each other.
3: Absolutely.
2: So if we've got listeners today who are maybe in a similar situation where they've got something going on with their child or a family member, maybe even a friend, and they're seeing these different pieces of information that maybe contradict each other, what would you suggest that they do? What, what did you find that really worked for you to kind of surf through all the information and really figure out what was truth and what was, was maybe not as helpful or maybe not even accurate. Sure. And
3: I really embraced our medical staff. And when they realized that my knowledge was such a strength builder for me, they were willing to be very open about what we were looking about. about And it, Death. I, I'm not. I did not fear death. If he died, he died. Um, we knew that was a possibility, um, and I knew he would be in a better place than we could ever provide him here. So, I was fine with that. And once I got to that point, and the medical staff knew that I was at that point, they were very forthcoming with the actual facts, and um, not sugarcoating anything, making anything look grander than it was going to be. Um, and that helped me out a lot. I also learned very very early to know the negatives, but don't... dwell on them. Um, When I read and researched, I would remember the positive things and the things that could strengthen him, the things that were going to make his life a a lot easier. And I just kind of set aside those things that were a negative to his condition and that, you know, they would warn us, you know, he would never be able to do this. He would never be able to do this. We just set those aside and understood them, but we didn't dwell on them and we moved forward with what he could do. And that that has been our philosophy from day one, and it's, it's served us very well.
2: Absolutely. I think you just really hit on something that's so important that people can really implement if they're not already doing this in their life is really what I call dealing in reality, which is what you so eloquently just described, where you're facing the facts, you understand the reality that you're dealing with, you understand that in your case, you know, death was a real possibility for your child. But then you take that information and then look at the positive aspects instead of only focusing on the negative. And that's that's a huge step that people can take right now today if they're facing a similar situation. So I really appreciate you sharing that. How is it that you were able to even accept that, that you could could lose him. I mean, what? I'm just trying to fathom that in my sure. brain. I've, I've thankfully have never had to encounter that type of a situation in my own life, but how were you able to really wrap your head around that and, and accept that that was even a possibility?
3: I will say that um, I had a easier time doing it early on and knowing that there was a great chance that he would not survive this. We could embrace that. We didn't truly know him yet. and um, That has become more difficult, knowing that, you know, at any time we could lose him at this point as a six-year-old is a lot more difficult than it was at birth. Um, so that has been something, like I said early on, it was just the fact that he was going to suffer, and we knew that. And so if we lost him, he was you know, he would avoid all those that suffering. And that was comforting to me. Um, now, um, I really, there are times I really struggle with being okay with that. And, you know, he's an amazing kid, and we love him dearly, and it, it would be a very, very difficult loss. However, again, um, I'm not in control of what goes on here, and I have to understand that and come to terms with it. He also and death is an open subject in our household. It has been from day one. Our kids have probably asked questions that would make most parents just cringe, but it's wow. an open topic. And with that, you know, my daughter has helped um, my son himself, and we we deal with things on a daily basis. And we had some pretty scary things a few weeks back. And you know, he, he in the middle of a episode he was having that was very difficult, and I was very frustrated with some with the doctors, and he pats me on the back, and he goes, I don't think I'm going to die now. It's okay. Oh. And it's just, it makes you smile, though, because you know that even he is okay. He understands what what he's dealing with, and um, <laughs> we just embrace it all together, and we don't, don't dwell on it. I mean, it is what it is, and, and whatever happens, we will get through it, so...
2: Wow. That is absolutely incredible, Christy. I'm just, I, I, I'm so moved by your story and your strength and your wisdom and just even your ability to, to teach your kids, not only the, the good, but the the, the harsh reality of life and and the life that you're living um, with your son and and his conditions. So I think that's absolutely incredible. We've got to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to hear more from Christy and about her son, Cooper, and the amazing nonprofit organization that she started, Cooper's Cause. She's going to be telling us all about that and more about Cooper's amazing life and his journey and where he's at today. So stick around and we we will be right back
4: we're on facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on facebook at voice america empowerment
5: stop struggling and finally achieve the success you deserve Personal transformation expert and success coach Rachel O'Brien Eddy has teamed up with Dr. Nito Cabane and experts from around the world to bring you the forthcoming book, Breaking Through. Discover how the world's leading entrepreneurs and professionals achieve breakthrough success and how you can, too. Reserve your copy today at connectwithrachel.com forward slash book. Plus, receive an exclusive invitation to attend Rachel's book release party. Register now at connectwithrachel.com forward slash book.
4: Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world.
1: You are listening to Infinite Success Radio with your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Call in and let us know if you have a question or comment. Our number is toll-free in North America, 1-888-346-9141. That's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to radio at connectwithrachel.com. Now, back to Infinite Success Radio. Here again is Rachel O'Brien Eddy.
2: Welcome back to Infinite Success Radio. I am your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. We've got a super special show for you today. We have been talking with Christy Kiefer from Cooper's Cause, and she's been sharing a little bit about her story and her journey with her son, Cooper. And she's going to be telling us a little bit more about what that journey has looked like and how she and her family have been able to take a very difficult situation and turn it into something positive, something amazing, in fact, that's helping a lot of other people. So Christy, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So you were just sharing with us a little bit about the reality that you're living with every day, that even now, six years later, um, you still could lose your son at any point in time. And you've been sharing um, how you've kind of built that into your life with your with your daughter and with your son and that it's kind of an open communication that you have at home. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about Cooper's condition and what life is like for him right now, six years later. What does that look like? What's your everyday life look like? craziness. And
3: just like everyone else's, we um, embrace every single day. And Cooper has double outlet right ventricle. He has a VSD, which is basically a hole in the heart. And he has pulmonary stenosis, um, which just means that the blood is restricted flowing away from his heart. So we have um, recently experienced severe chest pains. Um, his heart rhythm it gets very very out out of line and we've had just several symptoms and that you know we can go months with nothing and then we have months where we're dealing with things like this much of cooper's condition and surgeries and so forth has not went by the book, which I'm sure most of them don't. And every doctor we've ever had has always said, it's just Cooper. There is no explanation. So, you know, the poor guy deals with severe chest pains on a daily basis. um, I've text his care providers twice since we've been talking and
2: oh my gosh you know, they're
3: constantly in contact with me as well and but cooper understands and um, right now we are just trying to teach him to regulate himself so that he can continue to do the things he wants to do and we were told he could not play sports and, and he's only six but he's very very active and they told us that he would would most likely have to take naps during the day and things like this. And that is so far from where we are. And Cooper plays soccer. He plays basketball. He runs nonstop. And, Because of that is probably why he he deals with some of the chest pains and things like that. Um, But he has to decide. He has to decide when too much is too much, and he has to regulate himself. As long as we can be assured by the medical staff that he's not causing additional harm, then we are leaving it up to him to regulate himself. And and this sounds like a lot to give a six-year-old, but he's had six years to learn and feel and know what he can handle and what he can't. Um, you would never know he has a heart defect and other than if you work directly with him and he'll let you know that he has chest pains and things like that. But he's right. an amazing kid. He's beyond strong. And we over and over again are told that you know, there's no way he can be playing soccer. And we just chuckle and say, well, come on out to one of his games. Um, you know, there's just things. He He's an active boy and he wants to be, so we let him be.
2: I think that's incredible. It really sounds to me like you empower him to make choices, to really live his life to the fullest. And I think that's great. A lot of times um, I hear from parents who are kind of discouraging their kids and, you know, right. you shouldn't do this because of this and, and and we got to play safe because of this. And right. you're doing the opposite. You're really encouraging him to get out there. Right. Wow. <laughs> we, uh,
3: we, we do every once in a while get um, maybe some questioning feedback and, but, Again, I, I'm very much a person. I am not putting him in a bubble. That's no life to lead. Had he been a child that wasn't naturally active and would rather read than run and things like that, then we would have embraced that. But he wasn't that child. He would, he loved nothing more than to be running and playing and jumping and swimming and anything. And um, So if that's the life he wanted, we knew that we had to embrace that, but he had to learn to live that life. And because he, he, does have, he does have a heart defect, he has conditions that restrict that. Temperature is a huge issue. And most heart kids are restricted to um, temperatures below 80 degrees, things like this, and at least the kids with his condition. And we don't put a temperature restriction on him. And we're in a area where we have temperatures above 100 and below freezing, and he has to learn Pay and what's not and how to compensate and things like that and it's a challenge and it's gotten difficult as he's gotten older because he is more the one that determines that but again like you said if i don't empower him now he won't be a productive adult he won't live a full life and we want that even if his life is only 18 years i want it to be a very full and fulfilling life for him and that's that's all we're trying to encourage him to do
2: well, I think that's absolutely amazing. I just, I, I'm such a proponent for really living life, seizing yeah. the day, seizing the moment, because the reality is, is none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. That's I mean, right. that's just the reality. We don't know what's in store for us later today. So I definitely, I'm right there with you. I always encourage people to really make the most out of their life every single day, live on purpose, seize the moment and, and really take life and make something of it. And that's exactly what you guys are doing. And with your son at such a small young young age, I just love that. I think it's so awesome and I'm so glad that you're sharing your story with us today because a lot of people are in a similar situation where they're struggling and they've they've got maybe a child with a with a medical condition. Maybe they have a medical condition themselves. And so I think a great takeaway today is to really seize the moment, seize life, make it the very best that you can under your own circumstances and not just settle for, for struggling and settle for, for being stuck, you know, really get out there and make something, make something of it. So I know that you started an amazing nonprofit called Cooper's Cause. And I would love for you to share a little bit more about that with us and, and where that, where that even came from. How'd you get the idea?
3: Well, and it's kind of a funny story, and Cooper had had two open-heart surgeries by the time he was six months old, and um, in his second surgery, it was very difficult, and they had pretty much clinically pronounced him dead, and he ended up surviving. And during that wow. time, he was, yeah, it, it, he were very fortunate, <laughs> and during that mm-hmm. time, he was on ECMO, which is a complete life support machine, and it, it's a very expensive um, venture there, and we were... Coming out of that second surgery, um, he had surpassed the million-dollar baby in, like, the first day of his second surgery. So wow. we, had, we did have health insurance. My husband and I are both fortunate to have good jobs. But the expense that was still coming our way was phenomenal. And to be honest, I hadn't given it too much thought. It didn't really matter. It was what it was. And we would just have a second mortgage for the rest of our lives. I mean, it wasn't you right. know, anything <laughs> that we could do anything about. Um, and one night we were sitting in our living room, um, shortly after we had gotten home from his second surgery. And it was amazing that we were sitting in our home with our two children. And, and we knew that. And I looked at my husband and, um, you know, we just couldn't get over the fact that we had came this far. And when when we were still in the hospital, we had been contacted by some of our close friends, and they had said that they had organized some fundraisers for us. And that was difficult for us. We're very proud, and we didn't, you know, this was our our deal. We were going to take care of it. But They wouldn't take no for an answer, and they held a couple fundraisers for us. And they raised a lot of money for us and um, really helped out with some of that expense. Well, when we were sitting there, I had looked at my husband, and I said, you know, we have to give this back somehow. And I said, let's. Let's start raising money for other families. Um, we could start a nonprofit organization, and I literally thought it would be that easy. I didn't really think that it would be right. that difficult to do—just raise right. money and to people, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so and my husband, being the laid-back and a green man that he is, said, "Sure." So literally, I'm I'm not one to dwell, and so the next day, we made a couple phone calls, and we had a friend that was an attorney, and and we called them to see what it would take, and I called the state to see what it takes to be a non-profit. And I realized very soon that my nonchalant, earn some, raise some money and hand it to families wasn't quite that simple. But I... I had already bought in, I had already decided that this is what we were going to do, and it just went from there and we were fortunate to have some again we have amazing friends, amazing contacts that helped us get everything set up and once once it was set up and it just took off and we we have some fundraisers that are consistent year after year. we have some that just come and go, and um, but we have been we've been blessed to be able to help out. We've, we've funded 13 families in four years, so we've been very happy with that.
2: That's fantastic. I mean, thirteen families who you've really helped change their lives. You've helped make a, a huge difference and impact on them and their ability to to really continue moving forward. Now, tell us who it is that you help with Cooper's cause. For anybody who's listening today, I'm sure they're wondering, well who, who do you help? what's right. this about? Give us a little more info about that.
3: so we we started out and um, just very locally in our county and helping those that were in the same situation we were. There were certain criteria that we set forth, and we wanted people that were above the state defines level of poverty. And the reason for that is as we tried to find help. We found out that um, if, if you did live below the poverty level, there was a lot of help out there for you. And you basically wouldn't be responsible for too many bills. But if you weren't, there wasn't a lot out there. And we also wanted to help families that did have health insurance. And that sounds funny, but, you know, Justin Cooper was on 13 medications, and mm. just for our co-pays, we were spending over $400 a month just on medication,
2: and, wow. and many
3: people know how that is, and we had health insurance, and we had good health insurance. You know, Coop's third surgery, And um, a lot of it was experimental. And so some of it wasn't covered by the health insurance companies. Well, that's fine, but that's still what we had to do to take care of him. So there's just so many outlying costs that um, people don't think about. And so these are the people we were wanting to help. Um, just your average families working, have a decent income, but have this phenomenal expense brought to them. And so we started out locally, just the county we live in, and we've expanded and now we fund throughout we're in Kansas we fund throughout the state of Kansas and um, we fund um partially into Missouri as well and as we grow in funding, we'll continue to grow, and we just keep expanding little by little so
2: Fantastic. Well, we have to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to hear more about Cooper's Cause and how you as a listener can get involved today, how you can take action to help some other families who may be really, really struggling right now with a difficult situation. Christy's going to be back with us here in just a few minutes to share some more of her story and how you can get involved. I'm Rachel O'Brien Eddy, and we'll be right back.
4: We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment.
5: Stop struggling and finally achieve the success you deserve. Personal transformation expert and success coach Rachel O'Brien Eddy has teamed up with Dr. Nito Cabane and experts from around the world to bring you the forthcoming book, Breaking Through. Discover how the world's leading entrepreneurs and professionals achieve breakthrough success and how you can, too. Reserve your copy today at connectwithrachel.com forward slash book. Plus, receive an exclusive invitation to attend Rachel's book release party. Register now at connectwithrachel.com forward slash book.
4: Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world.
1: You are listening to Infinite Success Radio with your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Call in and let us know if you have a question or comment. Our number is toll-free in North America, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at com. Now, back to Infinite Success Radio. Here again is Rachel O'Brien Eddy.
2: Welcome back to Infinite Success Radio. I'm Rachel O'Brien Eddy, and I am joined today by Christy Kiefer. She is part of Cooper's Cause, and she's been sharing her incredible story with us today and sharing just the amazing journey that she's been on with her little boy, Cooper, and a little bit about some of his challenges that he's had and how they've taken that tragedy, those Very, very difficult challenges and turned it into something positive with her nonprofit organization, Cooper's Cause. So, Christy, welcome back and thank you again for being with us today. Oh, thank
3: you. It's my pleasure.
2: So you were just sharing with us a little bit about who Cooper's Cause really helps. But tell me, I I know you mentioned there were some challenges when you first got started that it wasn't quite as easy to start the nonprofit as you thought. I'm guessing we've got some listeners today who have been thinking about maybe starting a nonprofit and they don't really know some of the challenges that they might be facing. Can you give us kind of some insider information, maybe some of the challenges you faced and how you overcame those?
3: Absolutely, and I get that question a lot, and starting a nonprofit organization on your own, the first thing you need to do is contact your state, find out what your state requires, and then find out what the IRS requires, and each state has different requirements there. Once you know that, you, you'll know the level that you have to be at to make sure that that's going to work out for you. There's an expense, and basically I tell everyone it's like starting your own small business, and there is there are application fees. There's quite a bit of expense that goes into it. Then you need to find an accountant and an attorney, and you, they will direct you. Um, we were fortunate, again, to have we have an accountant on our board of directors, and he's amazing. and He helps us through everything um, that you may not think about. There's, there's so much paperwork to file with the state, but if you can think of what it would be like to start a small business on your own, that's exactly what you're going to face starting a nonprofit so, as long as you're doing it solely under your organization. And there's several, several nonprofits that let smaller organizations piggyback off of them. And um, so you may raise funds um, for the American Heart Association and things like that. And then you're not required to go through setting everything up on your own. But um, if you want to dictate where your funds go and what you want to do, it's, it's basically starting a small business.
2: Wow. So that's a lot. So I'm an entrepreneur, and I I can tell you that starting your own business from the ground up is definitely challenging. It is not easy. Um, And it sounds like that's some of the same things that you faced, really uh, having to do your due diligence, contacting the experts to get wisdom and advice and make sure that it's set up the right way. And then, of course, you've got to get out there and and get the word out. So that's super important. You know, people don't hear about you unless you get the word out. Um, Um, What did you guys do in the beginning to really start spreading the word? I know you had a lot of support from family and friends that were hearing about Cooper's story. Was there any other um, approach that you took to really get the word out? For us, it was
3: thinking about the people that we encounter and your doctors, the social workers that work in the hospitals. Those type of people were also an important contact for us because that's who touches these families. That's who's going to let these families know that we exist. And that was a big part of it, because if we're raising all this money and don't have anyone applying, we're, you know, not achieving what we were wanting to achieve. So we reached out to um, the hospitals, some social workers. We reached out to some of the organizations locally that worked with children. So we, we worked that aspect of it. As far as for fundraising, it was just a lot of legwork and a lot of phone calls to your local businesses and to... Friends, family. We used Facebook. We used LinkedIn. In all the social media, was really helpful for us, and we developed a website. Those type of communication um, avenues were probably what we focused on the most. So, little by little, we we participated in things. We would. Um, be in a parade, different things like that. It's just visual. People seeing you, people may see you and not know what you are, but they're going to ask and somebody's going to know. So it was just getting ourselves involved in some local community-type organizations as well. we have some pretty big organizations in our community and that raise money for different things. And we just put ourselves on the board, called them up and asked them if we could be on the board. And of course, they were happy to have more volunteers and so forth. So being involved with them, then therefore their people would get involved with us. And that was successful as well.
2: Wow, that's a great idea. Yeah. Really reaching out and getting involved. I mean, it sounds so simple, but I'm guessing a lot, of people don't realize <laughs> that they really need to do that and I mean even as an entrepreneur super important that you are involved and that and that you connect on a on a person to person basis you know right. it's i always say in business and really in life it's all about the relationships that you create and the connections that you make and really developing Relationships with people where they are part of, of your vision, part of your mission. And it sounds like that's exactly what you guys did. You got other people on board with what you wanted to do. And I think that's absolutely phenomenal. I just, I'm wondering to myself, how in the world were you able to do all of this? And be a mom and overcome your fears and, and, and pain and everything that was going on while you were dealing with Cooper and, and his condition. My goodness, it just blows my mind. How were you able to do it all? I'm a type A personality. You know.
3: right. and, you know, the busier I am, the better I perform. And right. I, I'm fortunate enough that, and like I said, our support between family and friends in the community we live in is amazing. The more I did, the more I enjoyed it. My kids are always number one, and I always said I would never um, be working when I could be spending time with them. So, especially early on, and thank goodness for email because I would wait until I put the, I would get done with my full time job goal home, spend the evenings with them. When I put them to bed, I would start working on the foundation. And that was a difficult time um, a lot of lack of sleep and things like that that were difficult. Yeah. But in the same thing, every single time I would get an email from a, a parent that was scared or didn't know what to expect or couldn't understand this or maybe was not embracing um, what was going on in their life and I could help them, it just and, you know, it just helped that much more. It made me want to keep going. At this point, you know, some things have gotten a little easier. Some things have gotten a little harder. My kids are more involved in things now. So time management is a very important skill in our household. But we all do everything together. And so even when we're doing things for the foundation, both of my children and my husband, were very involved in it. And um, my kids were learned to speak to people and make eye contact at a very young age and so things like that that I see that they got as small as that sounds they they got those skills at such a young age it's been wonderful to watch that happen and my kids idea of of charity and things like that is so larger than what I see some other children at so I feel like you know we haven't deprived them of anything we've only opened their eyes to so many new things and all of that just keeps you going it's empowering and We love it. So it's not, it doesn't hinder us. We we thoroughly enjoy it.
2: You know, I find too that, that when you're doing work that really helps people and that makes a difference it's amazing how much more energy you have, how much more time you have. I mean, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, but we use that time more effectively when we're really focused on helping other people. I mean, that's what I do in my business. So it's very similar. You know, my business is very uh, structured in a way that it's all about helping other people. It's about how can I help the most amount of people in the in the quickest amount of time? Um, and that's really what you're doing. You're really focusing your effort so that you can help the maximum amount of families really meet those financial needs that they have um, as a result of of their child having this this heart condition. So I think that's incredible, the work that you've been doing. And really getting your kids involved. I know that this is something you really believe in and something that you've done a lot of work in really involving them in the process. Tell me a little bit more about, your daughter has something going on. She she has Ryland's Rock Rockstars, right? Tell me a little about that. Yes, Rayland's Rockstars. Rylan's, Rylan's, yeah, got it. <laughs> we we I Actually, uh,
3: very early on in the, in the development of the foundation, a of mine sent me an email one day, and she said, the siblings go through so much. What could we do for them? And I just broke into tears because absolutely, I can't tell you, um, my daughter's amazing, and she has never had a jealousy towards her, husband, or towards her brother or anything, and, and that's been wonderful, and we've spent a lot of time focusing on that. But I thought there's probably siblings out there that do not get the attention that they deserve because the families are so focused on the, the child with the heart defects. So we started Rayland's Rock Stars, And so every family that we fund, all of the siblings in the family, receive a special gift or have a special event for them. And we've had moms and daughters go get pedicures and manicures. We've had families go to movies. We've given special gifts. and. we just do something special for the siblings themselves. We do not do any fundraising per se for Rayland's Rock Stars, and um, all the money that goes towards that is raised in the month of February. And um, we take donations. February is Heart Health Awareness Month, and we take donations in that month um, by putting out these cute little rock star piggy banks and things like that throughout the communities, and people drop their spare change in it, and we use that money to fund Rayland's Rock Stars. And it's been it's been a- a lot of fun. It's just kind of a fun extra for the foundation.
2: I love that. That is fun. And yes. she gets to really have her face, like she's kind of the face of the brand, so to speak. Absolutely. She is the face. Now, how old is she? Tell us a little bit about her, because I think what she's doing is awesome. Yes, she just
3: turned nine, and she is a sassy little thing in such a good way. And Everybody says she's just a little me, and the older she gets, the more I see that. Um, you know, she's, she is an entrepreneur herself, and I don't know if you're familiar with loom Bracelet. But rainbow loom is a big thing yes, around here.
2: Yes, absolutely.
3: So she organized a group of her friends, sat around. They had a looming party, and they made rainbow loom bracelets. And they had Cooper's Cause charms, and they made them. And they're selling them at our at our annual golf tournament. So she's constantly thinking of things to raise money for the foundation. Um, she's had lemonade stands, and she's just um, very. I mean, she's very involved in it as well. And it gave her a piece of the foundation to own herself and it's been really, really great for her as well.
2: That is fantastic. Well, good job, Mom. You know, you've really raised your kids to to really think about others and how they can make a difference in the world. And that's really what it's all about. You know, it's all about that, that giving and receiving both. It's having that balance. So we've got to stop right there and take a short break. But when we come back, we'll hear a little bit more about how you can get involved and really make a difference with Cooper's Cause. I'm Rachel O'Brien Eddy, and we'll be right back.
4: We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment.
5: Stop struggling and finally achieve the success you deserve. Personal transformation expert and success coach Rachel O'Brien Eddy has teamed up with Dr. Nito Cabane and experts from around the world to bring you the forthcoming book, Breaking Through. Discover how the world's leading entrepreneurs and professionals achieve breakthrough success and how you can, too. Reserve your copy today at connectwithrachel.com forward slash book. Plus, receive an exclusive invitation to attend Rachel's book release party. Register now at connectwithrachel.com forward slash book.
1: You are listening to Infinite Success Radio with your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Call in and let us know if you have a question or comment. Our number is toll-free in North America, one 346 9141 That's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to radio at connectwithrachel.com. Now, back to Infinite Success Radio. Here again is Rachel O'Brien Eddy.
2: Welcome back to Infinite Success Radio. I am your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy, and I'm so excited that you guys stuck around to listen to the show today. We've been just, oh my goodness, really hearing an inspiring story from Christy, who's been sharing her son's journey with a very serious heart defect and what they've been able to do to take that that challenge, that struggle, that obstacle, and turn it into something positive with Cooper's Cause. So Christy, welcome back. Thank you again. And tell us a little bit more about how people can get involved. People who are listening from all over the world right now today, how can they get involved and really help you with Cooper's Cause and help other families that are out there right now struggling with a similar situation as you?
3: Absolutely. And there's several ways to be involved. And we do have a website and it's simply www.cooperscause.org. And from there you can become a volunteer. You can donate to the foundation. We keep everything up to date, any upcoming events. And obviously we are always taking sponsorships for our events and things as well. We also have a place on there where we can people can submit their story, so others, as they browse our website, um, if they're in a similar situation, they can go and read these wonderful stories by other families throughout the entire country, and and that is that's empowering and gives them a lot of knowledge. And um, we've had people read a story and want in contact with that person, and we put them in contact. So it's just kind of a resource as well. And you know we. We love people to be involved any way they can think of, but that that website's a direct place, and we're also on Facebook, and we keep everything updated and contact that as well. So we just try to stay in in touch with everyone and and happy to have them part of our foundation in any way that they can think of or that they want to be involved.
2: And for those who are interested in your daughter's side, if they want to just uh, help with the siblings, what what can they do to get involved in Raylan's Rock Stars?
3: Absolutely, and that. That's always fun as well. Again, and um, you know, you can donate directly to Raylan's Rock Stars, and you would just put that in the memo of the of the donation. Um, oh, perfect. We can also. Um, we had a family who we actually had funded at one point, and they wanted to give back, so they donated some special items. And she did some lockets and things like that that we were able to pass on to some of the siblings. So. Again, you know, people are so creative on what they can do to be involved, and people can't always just donate cash, but they, they have a special talent that they can donate something and to make someone feel a little bit special, and we love that as well.
2: So it really sounds like just taking any action, taking a small step to really make a difference does make a difference. It does. It is amazing. It really does. Well, I love that. I think it's so important in life to, you know, take what you've received, take those blessings and then share it with other people. Go out there and, and make a difference. Do something. Uh, find, a, find a cause. You know, Cooper's Cause is a great cause. I absolutely love it. I think what you're doing is incredible. Um, and so listeners today, hey, if you guys don't have a, cl- a cause that you're already supporting or if you're looking for a new one, this is a really great opportunity for you to make a difference just by taking action and and connecting with Christy again so it's cooperscause.org that's where people can find more information and what about listeners who maybe they've got a child right now that that has a heart defect they're maybe in your local area and looking for some assistance what would they need to do to find out more information and to see if you guys might be able to help them what would their next step be
3: Absolutely. Once again, the website's a great starting point, and we take applications for funding from October 15th to January 15th of every year, and then funds are awarded um, on February 15th. So, there is a, right in the home page, there is a section labeled Grants, and it takes them through the application process. Um, We do ask for quite a bit of information, but please do understand we want to make sure that the money we're funding is going to medical costs. So there is a very detailed description of what we're going to ask. The application is right there. I always encourage people, if there's anything about that process or that paperwork that is confusing, or you may just need a little clarification, I can always be reached, and I'll hold your hand through the whole application process. Um, at sunflower.com is a direct email to the foundation and we are always there to help if you if you need any help with that process.
2: All right, that is great. And I'm sure that you've got people listening today that that will definitely want to reach out to you. So I really appreciate you sharing how they can speak to you directly even through that email address. That is awesome. Absolutely. One other question for you, <laughs> For anybody who maybe needs some wisdom, maybe they're really struggling, they're in a similar situation as you, and and they've not maybe come to terms with what's going on with their child, what advice would you give them today? What maybe three tips um, would you say that might really make a difference in their life today so that they can, can overcome this obstacle and this challenge and really face it head on like you guys have so successfully done? Obviously it's a struggle. Obviously there's I'm sure you have good days and and some not so good days where things are a little more challenging. Um, so but for anybody listening today who might be in a similar situation, is there two or three tips that you could give them?
3: You know, number one, just embrace it. It is what it is, and you're not gonna change that situation. So please just embrace it and show your children how Regardless of the situation, there can be laughter, and there can be wonderful experiences shared. And we've had so much fun at the hospital. I mean, it just the silliest things, um, we can turn into a lot of fun. And that's what your kids are going to remember, and that's what they're going to take out of it. As much as it's difficult as a parent, we just have to remember it's not about us. It's about them. And um, just Take that and and make it the best situation for them. I also always encourage people to gain as much knowledge as you can. The more you know, the better you feel, and the more that you can ask the educated questions you need to ask, I think people take comfort when they understand. If you don't understand, it's scary, it's confusing, Um, so gain knowledge and research. We have so much information available on the web go to town find what find what you need to know so that you can discuss in an educated manner with the medical staff friends family others and then let people in um, no one knows what you're going through i don't know what other heart parents are going through everyone's situation is different don't assume your situation is better or worse than anyone's um, but it is your situation so make it the best it can be and Talk to others. Find out what's worked for them. Their situation may be different, but they may have a word of advice or encouragement that may relate to you. And so, I, I always encourage people to ask others. And um, if you need help with something, a lot of people would like to help. I'm I'm not the best at that, but let them in. <laughs> let them in. Um, let them be a part of your struggles, even. And, You know, power in numbers, if you've got others there with you, a lot of times that can make all the difference in the world. I know I was always, we were surrounded by family and, you know, that was, that was wonderful and it made things always so much easier.
2: Oh, that's awesome. I love it. So the three tips for you guys today, embrace it, gain knowledge and let people in. Really get that support if you need it today. Thank you so much, Christy, for that amazing wisdom and for your time today. I really appreciate you sharing with us. I'm just i so encouraged and inspired by your story. I think what you've done is absolutely remarkable, and I just want to thank you again for your time and for sharing on Infinite Success Radio. Thank you so, so much, Christy.
3: Rachel, thank you. I'm so happy to be on air with you, and you're an inspiration as well, so we appreciate it.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And for all of you listening in today, I want to thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedules to listen to Infinite Success Radio each and every week. Our goal here is to encourage, inspire, and empower you to achieve a higher level of success in your business and in your life. Please share this show with all of your friends, your family and your coworkers so they too can be inspired and empowered to go out and live the life that they truly want to live. I'm Rachel O'Brien Eddy reminding you to believe in the power of a dream. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you on the next show.